I am very picky about candles. I keep them burning around my house all the time. So many home fragrances smell very unnatural, super sweet, chemically, and just smell like the part of the mall you cannot wait to escape. And after learning that the candle industry contributes to an insurmountable amount of non-recyclable waste, carbon emissions, and toxicity in our air, I am even more picky. That's why I am so glad that Notes Candles exist. They're on a mission to help eliminate single-use candle vessels and give home fragrance lovers a more earth friendly option without giving up high quality fragrance that actually seems amazing. The candle industry has major problems. Almost 2 million candles are sold globally each year and almost all of them are likely to end up in landfills for the next 1 million years. Yes, that's right. 1 million. Absolutely insane. Notes has created a refillable candle system that allows you to use your candle vessel again, again, and again so you don't become a part of the problem. It is so easy to use, guys. The candles are made up with fragrance wax beads so all you have to do is place the wick in your reusable notes jar fill it up with the wax beads enjoy your fragrance up to 36 hours and then just do it all over again when you're ready for a new one you don't have to settle for less than exciting fragrances with notes either in fact their collection of 13 amazing fragrances are handcrafted by fragrance experts at their home base in south carolina and they are to die for y'all i have one burning recently and i have been loving burning the santel and atlas cedar scent it's woodsy, calming, smells just like some of the bougiest fragrances on the market. I love it. They have so many other ones like oat milk and balls and berry, vanilla and pepperwood, and so many. I love them all. So be a responsible consumer while not giving up high quality home fragrance by making the switch to notes. You can build your custom starter kit right now at notescandles.com slash healthy. Right now, Notes is giving listeners 15% off and free shipping when you buy a Notes starter kit using code HEALTHY. Just use code HEALTHY when placing an order. That's code HEALTHY at notescandle.com slash healthy. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Happy and Healthy. I hope you guys are having an amazing, amazing Tuesday. Um, I am filming this on a Thursday because Thursdays are always my filming day. I'm about to go out of town to Florida again. I am honestly so tired today. Like, if you're watching the YouTube video, I may not look that tired, but I feel pretty tired. Um, I currently have a Celsius, the Kiwi Guava one, which I've been hearing on TikTok so many people just talking about how these are so unhealthy for you and I'm not even shocked like like are we really surprised <laughs> I remember back in the day when I had a nutritionist in LA I was asking her about these and she was like girl the ingredients in that which I know it, it's not the best but I also like I don't drink these every day like I know some people that like religiously drink these I drink these literally if even once a week like because I don't really keep them in my fridge anymore that's why I'm justifying my my sins right now <sighs> kiwi guava the best flavor anyway so yeah it's a Thursday this week was pretty crazy as well um, just trying to recuperate from the last two trips. I finally took this weekend off and stayed in Dallas and it was the best thing for me like ever. Like I had literally the best Jesus time, like the best Jesus time I've had in a long time. So really am thankful for that. Got to do that. I hung out with some friends, hung out with my parents one night. I went to this game night at my friend Danny's house. That was really fun. So then this week was just working a ton of meetings, brand deals, podcasts, all the things. And I worked out every day this week so far. I'm really proud of myself. And tomorrow I'm going to try to get a workout at the hotel. And so yeah, this week was good. I'm just honestly a little tired today. I, this was so crazy y'all. And I'm just like rambling because this is a solo episode and I can do that. And and sometimes I think it's just fun just to hang out and like listen to podcasts and hear what they are chit-chatting about before they get into the main topic. Today's main topic will be a Q&A. But anyway, the other night I was sleeping and Maddie wasn't home and I was in my bed alone and I was, you know, fading into catching them Z's, catching them sheep, you know what I mean? And I thought I heard a door crack open and then I thought I heard footsteps in the attic. And I'm like getting chills even thinking about it because 
it freaks me out. And I literally, when I tell you, I jumped out of my bed so dang fast. And when I grabbed my pepper spray, because Maddie and I both have pepper spray, because you never know what hoes be trying to hoe around my place. I, I know, I'm sorry, I shouldn't be saying that. But I, I uh, whipped up my pepper spray and I literally was like, not today, Satan. And I know that's like a trendy phrase, but I'm so serious. I'm like, who's in my house? Why are you in my house? And I was like paranoid for one second. I just sat up, got my pepper spray. I just like waited to see if I was just imagining things. And I think I was. Honestly, sometimes my AC, like as it's rebooting, because it's so hot in Texas right now, my AC system is having to work like 20 times more. And so it makes this noise, which kind of sounds like a footstep. There was no one. Like I was just being paranoid. But even if there wasn't anyone, like I know like demons in your house can be a thing. And so I literally went into full on prayer mode. I was like, I rebuke any presence or demon in my house in the name of Jesus. And then what did I do? I went right back to sleep and slept like a little baby. But that was just a curveball. It was just scary. It was freaky. And I was like, no, like I know I have covered my house in prayer. I know I have anointed my house in oil. Like, ain't nobody going to do something to my house. And no presences are going to be in my house. Only the presence of God is allowed in my house. So that was just an interesting uh, little story. So how's your take going? (laughs) Anyway, so that was just a little story. But for today's episode, since it's another solo episode, um, I love the solo episodes, to be honest. I do love having guests on. I think guests are super fun. But sometimes you just don't know what you're going to get with a guest because, you know, you're having to bounce off of them and, when, when I film by myself, it's like, I know what I'm doing. I'm very comfortable just chit-chatting to my little microphone alone in my office and all the things. But uh, I hope you guys will enjoy today's episode because today we are chatting about, we're not even chatting. We're just, I'm just answering y'all's questions. Um, I got a crap ton of questions after Maddie's proposal and coming home and just people wondering, how are you doing? And just all sorts of things. Got lots of things for us to talk about today. So the questions will be random. I'm going to try to answer as many as possible. And I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode and let's just get right into it. These questions are all going to be pulled from my Instagram, which is Janine Amopola. So if you guys want to be in the next one, I try to do Q&As on there a lot. So just follow my Instagram. That is Janine Amopola. And also thank you guys so much for all the support on my um, last solo episode where I talked about um, feeling like you're falling behind. That one did really well. So many people resonated with that. So thank you guys for sharing and just um, being honest with me in the DMs. I love that. So the first question is, have you read any good books lately? And yes, if you're watching the YouTube video, you can see I have this book right here. It is called Attached, The New Science of Adult Attachment and How It Can Help You Find and Keep Love. It's by Amir Levine and Rachel Heller. And I actually saw someone talk about this on TikTok. And when I say I ran and purchased it, I ran. My fingers ran so fast to Amazon and purchased it. Mainly because I have not really heard of this theory that much and I was curious about it. I was intrigued by it and I just think it's beneficial when you're dating or even when you're friends with somebody. There's so many ways that attachment style plays into relationships, even your relationship with your parent and your parents. Everyone has an attachment style. You may not know it, um, but there's three different types. There's an anxious, avoidant, and secure attachment style. So the anxious, and I kind of want to do a whole podcast on this because I just think it's fascinating and maybe you guys are interested in this, but anxious attachment style are people who are often preoccupied with their relationship and tend to worry about their partner's abilities to love them back. The avoidant are people who equate intimacy with a loss of independence and constantly trying to minimize closeness. Secure people feel comfortable with intimacy and are usually loving and warm. And it's just a fascinating book. I'm reading it right now. I'm I'm like kind of halfway through pretty much. And um, it's just really dang good. I recommend it if you feel like you uh, resonate with any of those attachment styles. It's just a great book. Check it on audiobooks. So that is a book I have read lately that I am currently enjoying. Okay, Hannah asked me, what is my morning routine? So my morning routine, I try to keep it very, very religious. Like I try to really stick to this because I'm very big on like, if you win the morning, you win the day. And I am just very big on like, I would love my routine. So pretty much this is my morning routine. Yes, it can vary. It definitely can change. It's not always perfect. Don't think I'm like this picture perfect model for the best morning routine. And also when I travel, it definitely gets messed up. But my ideal morning routine the one I've been doing at least this whole week is I wake up around 7 45 8 I try to just immediately get out of bed um, and not lie there for too long I definitely do and this is definitely a problem but I 
look at my phone and I check Instagram. I check the text messages. I check the emails, just kind of know what's going on for that day, put it away. And then I immediately get up, I make my bed and there's no hesitation. I'm like, if I don't make it now, it ain't going to be made. So that is just something, it's a habit I've just created. So I immediately make my bed, um, probably go pee, probably go and like put some mouthwash in, take my retainers out, put some moisturizer on, kind of do the whole skincare thing, kind of get any leftover makeup underneath my eyes from the night before. And then I will immediately, and when I say immediately, I mean immediately, I will go to my coffee machine. I have an espresso machine. The coffee is just 20 billion times more rich and better than my Keurig ever was. I'm so glad I ditched the Keurig. I had a Keurig for probably like six plus years and I was just always so tired after it. The quality of that coffee is just not good. So anyway, that was just my little tangent. Um, so I go and I make coffee and then I will make probably a quick breakfast, like either there or maybe an hour later, but I'll make my coffee and then I'll get my Bible, my journal. I will go and, and depending if Maddie's home or not, but we have this like one chair in our house. that's always like the prayer chair, the writing chair. Like it's just the chair in the house. It was like what it was intended for. So, um, I put worship music on instrumental worship music on maybe a candle. I have my coffee. I read probably a chapter in my Bible, one to two chapters in my Bible And then I journal any thoughts, any prayers, anything I'm going through, anything I'm worried about, anything that I'm just feeling. So I will always journal and read my Bible in the morning. And then um, we'll just write down prayer requests. After that, I then will probably make my breakfast. I like to just really take my time drinking my coffee. I'll make my breakfast, drink some water, take my vitamins, and then I will go get ready for the gym. So what I like to do is I will always the night before book a workout class that's usually at 930 or I have training at 9am. So I really try to adjust my schedule to like, okay, what time do I need to leave for the gym? And then track backwards as to what time I need to wake up. So I'll get ready for the gym, go work out. I try to not skip a morning working out. So in order to do that, I have someone hold me accountable. I meet with a trainer or I book a workout class um, that I have to be there at like 930. Um, Cause I've noticed with myself, if I don't do that, I will end up like lottie dotting around and I won't get to the gym till probably like 10 And I don't like that. I feel like that wastes my entire day. So I'll do that. And then I'll come home. I'll shower. I'll put on my makeup and then get ready for the day. So that's pretty much my morning routine every single time. Um, Usually also in the morning when I'm like getting ready, I'm listening to definitely some sort of podcast, something self-development or politics or a sermon or something. Um, Really big on a politic. I mean, sorry, not. I'm really big into podcasts. And I love to listen to those and just catch up or I'll call a friend as I'm getting ready. So that is my morning routine. I like to stick to that. I like to have a nice healthy breakfast, coffee, water, all that things, yada, yada. I'll get the point. Okay. Next question is from Lissa. And she said, is it easier to get over a pure relationship versus a non-pure one? And you're probably like listening to that being like, what the frick does that even mean? What is a pure relationship versus a non-pure one? And what she means is one that you are sexually intimate in or involved in versus one that you are not. And I would say 100%, um, if you are new here, maybe you don't know my story. Um, I have been in the past been in a sexual relationship and it was the hardest thing to get over. It was not good. It left me feeling really regretful and shameful and it just kept me around longer. It blurred my discernment, my wisdom. It blurred so many lines where I just stayed longer. I justified so many things constantly just felt guilty and just kind of like, oh, like, why am I with this person? Like, I just, I couldn't, it impaired my decision making. And it also made healing 20 times harder. And this most recent relationship that I was in was extremely pure. And I'm so proud of myself. And I'm really proud of him and I that we did that. And I talked about this in my boundaries episode about how, um, like how to not lose yourself on the relationship. Definitely check out that podcast because in that dating relationship, we had literally the best boundaries. And when we broke up, it was just the healthiest thing I've ever done. Like I was able to just bounce back right into real life super fast because nothing was blurred. There was no guilt, no conviction, no shame. And it just felt like we just dated well. And so, yes, I would 100% say it will help inevitably because when you are involved with someone sexually, it, it does create some sort of tie emotionally, mentally, physically with this person. And I just think it that's just way, the way God designed it because God wanted us to be one with someone. He wanted us to be tied to someone that you're married to for the rest of your life. He didn't create it for it to be ripped apart. And so when we are involving that and then ripping it apart, inevitably we're going to feel that. We're going to feel a ripping and like you're missing something or you're missing your other half because 
you became one with that person when you became intimate with them, you know? So that is why I am waiting for marriage again. I've been waiting for a very long time. Um, done a really good job at that and really proud of myself for that. But absolutely, uh, boundaries and, and just creating those are going to be so helpful in the dating process. Um, especially because you're like, you don't know if you're going to get married to this person. So like, don't act as if you are because you're not yet. And so people can get really like loose with their boundaries or loose with their morals because like, Oh, we're going to get married anyway. And then they break up and then it's like this ripping and stripping apart and it's really painful. So uh, boundaries. I really, really recommend boundaries. And maybe I can do a whole episode on that. Um, Kaylee or Kane or someone asked me, I don't know their username. Sorry. Um, are you single? And if so, for how long? So this is actually something that I was just waiting to talk about, about, you know, like, when do I want to finally open up about this? And I don't know if even the right now is the time to fully open up about it, but I am going to just be honest with this, that I am actually two months out of a breakup out of a relationship, um, I was dating someone for a year and it's someone that we had a really great relationship and we secretly, not secretly, but just, we didn't have a relationship public, um, online, which I'm really thankful for now. All my friends knew him, family knew him, everyone knew him. He was a great, amazing guy. I have nothing bad to say about him. It just did not work out. It was just not God's best. Um, so I have been single for two months again and spent most of my time this last year with him and, living a good life with him and he's incredible and I'm not heartbroken. I'm not sad. I uh, don't really uh, feel that bad about it. I have no regrets. Thank God. I have no regrets. We had the best boundaries, a very healthy relationship. I'm really thankful for the things he taught me, but I also don't feel like I'm like in this really weird grieving process or this process where I'm in heartbreak, where I have to like be single for a long time. Like, I just don't feel like that. I really don't. Um, I feel really healed, really whole, really healthy because I stayed myself. I, um, dated well, I feel like he treated me really well and he's a great guy. And so, um, yeah, that's a little surprise for (laughs) y'all. I was dating someone for a year and, um, we just decided that it wasn't God's best. Um, even though we could have made it work, but we both were like, we don't want to be in a relationship that we could make work. Like we want to be in a relationship that we feel like, wow, this is absolutely God's provision. Um, and yeah, it was really sad in the beginning for sure, but I bounced back very quickly and I'm really surprised at myself. But again, that's what it looks like to date well and to have boundaries. Um, so again, listen to that episode that I talked about of how to not lose yourself in a relationship because it makes a difference. So I've been single for two months and I'm chilling and I'm very, very, very content with where I'm at wholeheartedly. Seriously. Okay. Next question is, did you ever feel lonely or do you ever feel lonely in Yes and no. I am I am an introvert extrovert, so I do get refueled by both. I love to be around people for like a period of time and I feel really, you know, excited and I'm super energized, especially when I'm with like my people. I mean, I am like fully comfortable. I'm screaming, I'm psycho. Like there's like a side of me that y'all probably haven't even seen cuz like when I'm with my people and I'm comfortable, I'm a little crazy. But then when I have that for like 2 days, then I'm kind of like, okay, I need some alone time. And then that's when I start to like retract and pull away because hundred percent, I need to be alone. And maybe you feel that way. Maybe you're like, yep, that's me too. I think it's called like an ambivert or something. I don't know exactly the term. Um, hold on. I need a Celsius break. I don't think I feel lonely right now, but I do think there will be a little bit of loneliness once Maddie moves out. But I just remember in those seasons that there is a season for everything. And I just remember I am never alone. Like I always have God by my side. I can always put on worship music. I can always call someone. I have so many amazing friends in Dallas, um, that I can hang out with or call. But I do think there are like sometimes when like on the weekends when I'm like, Oh man, like I thought more people would be hitting me up to hang out. I can get tend to get, I can tend to get a little lonely, but then that's also when I'm like, no, frick that. Like, I'm not going to just sit here and be lonely and sad and sulk. I'm going to go do something. And that's when I like go to the gym or I go to the mall by myself, or I like put on a movie and I cook myself dinner and I take care of myself and I spend time with God. And that definitely helps me um, feel a little less lonely. Okay. The next question is someone said, can you share a fitness update? You seem so confident in your current physique. Do you also count calories? I remember you talked about it before in your fitness journey. So yeah, currently I, I wouldn't say I'm like a hundred percent the most confident with my body right now, but I do feel really good. Obviously enough to put on a swimsuit, be around people, but I've just definitely, my weight has been fluctuating quite a bit. Fitness is just so subjective. It's frustrating. It's something that you have to be, at least for me, I have to be 
extremely consistent. I am not someone that just was naturally super skinny. I'm not someone that just has a naturally toned lean body. I'm just not. I have to really, really work at it. And so that's why I work out five times a week. That's why I try to eat healthy. I'm absolutely not perfect at it. This past week, I literally uh, like picked up food and ordered food at least three times. Like I got kava, I got... Um, it doesn't matter, whatever I, or, but I try to always eat healthy. So I would say I am confident in my body. Um, personal training has helped again. I go to that. I do that twice a week, um, at this old gym I used to go to, and then I do workout classes. So for example, this is something I did this week and this was my schedule. So on Monday, I did a really hard Pilates class. It's called reformed Pilates where you use the weird like bed with all the cables and weights and whatever. It's kind of hard. And I loved it, but I don't know if I'll continue to do that because it's just really dang expensive. And then Tuesday I did, uh, normally I would do personal training, but my trainer has been out of town. So instead I went and did my own arm workout. I just followed along what he normally has taught me and I just did that. So I did a fully dedicated arm workout. And then after that, I walked on the treadmill for 10 minutes. Wednesday, I walked on the treadmill for an hour on a three incline. So it wasn't crazy incline, but I walked on the treadmill for literally an hour as I worked. Uh, yesterday, or no, today is Thursday. Today, I did a cardio sculpt, which had weights and literally straight cardio. I was dripping in sweat. Like it was horrible, but it was good because I want to make sure my heart is still healthy and I can maintain that. And then tomorrow I'm going to do a sole leg day. So it just depends on the week. I like to divide between Pilates or bar walking, and then definitely some strength training in there at least two to three times a week. Um, so that's what this week looked like. I just try to have balance. I try to just remember that, you know, doing a HIIT workout five times a week is not sustainable because that increases your cortisol and cortisol makes it harder for you to lose weight and it adds stress to your body. And stress is, cortisol is a stress hormone in your body that helps you or it prevents you from losing weight sometimes. So you want to always just maintain um, just some peace in your life and try to remove stress. So that's kind of something that Sorry, I thought I like heard a noise. <laughs> um, that's something I try to do is just really keep stress away. Good sleep, a lot of water. I drink a ton of water. I always carry a water bottle around with me. Um, supplements. Um, but again, I'm not the healthiest. I drink a lot of caffeine. I do eat out a lot. I travel a lot. My sleep might be screwed up sometimes. Um, I drink a Celsius, but for the most part, I'm very, very happy with my body right now. What I'm doing, I just try to at least get, you know, like at least 8,000 steps per day. I know 10,000 is recommended, but sometimes that's hard for me because I'm sitting so much in my job with writing and editing and so many things but um I try to just walk as much as I can and get those steps in but that's kind of what I'm where I'm at right now um there's definitely more work to be done I do feel like I'm bloated a lot so I need to kind of like look into that a little bit but for the most part I would say I'm pretty content um but if I just probably ate out a little bit or ate out less a little bit and didn't eat as much snacks and sugar and maybe caffeine, I'd probably lose a little bit more weight. Okay, the next question is where do you go for your facials? So I actually go between two different places in Dallas. One is Skin Farm. So Skin Farm actually does, um, they do microneedling for me. And then I actually recently, so I wasn't going to talk about this, but I'm going to talk about it anyway. I recently just got Botox. So I just did a little bit in my forehead and a little bit above my eyebrows. I told her I didn't want much. And I also did some in my jaw because I um, grind my teeth like crazy. I watched this video of me where I wasn't, I was filming and I didn't know I was filming. And I saw me just sitting there grinding my teeth. And if you don't know, that actually grows this muscle on the side of your face, making your face look wider and pudgier. And Botox actually can help relax those muscles to where you don't grind your teeth as much. So I... Googled a lot of stuff, researched a ton before I did it, and also asked the esthetician, like, what are your thoughts? Do you recommend this? What are the potential side effects? And she walked through everything with me, and she also did it herself. She's gotten Botox in those areas. And I've noticed my face has gotten wider, and I was like, what is going on? And as much as I tried to gua sha and do microcurrenting with the um, new face tool, I just noticed it was just like, it's just got, it's just gotten wider and puffier. Now I know that could be water retention, so many other things, sugar, all the things, but I do, she felt the muscles and she was like, oh yeah, you have really strong muscles on the side of your face. And so we we're doing like a, we did a super small dose just to try that. And I'm curious to see what that will do. Um, but Botox is something that is super new for me. I've only done it two times and I don't know if I want to continue it. I'm not sure. I don't like it when it makes me look like I have a completely paralyzed face, but I do like the idea of kind of preventing some wrinkles. So I just asked her to do a small dose. So that's what I do. I do skin farm for that. And then I go to another place called Boho Med Spa that is for hydrofacials, dermaplaning, and like getting 
getting rid of any breakouts. Um, and then they do some masks and stuff and they do amazing work. There's so many other things. So check out both of them. They're both awesome. Okay. Jennifer asked me best self-development books. Um, I'm going to look at my bookshelf here. So I'm going to obviously number one, recommend atomic habits by James clear. Incredible book. We'll always recommend that book. Um, I would even say, let me see, let me look. If you're new, like if you are a new believer or maybe you're a young adult, I would 100% recommend Welcome to Adulting by JP or Jonathan Pakluda. Would definitely recommend that. I would definitely recommend The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Comer. That's definitely one that talks about hustle culture and rest and the importance of rest. Um, Let's see what else. Oh, there's one called Changes That Heal by, hold on, Dr. Henry Cloud. Definitely recommend that one as well. So definitely check out those. Okay, uh, someone asked me, what is something that you are loving right now? Um, let me think about that. Let me think about that. I don't know. I think something that I realized as I've gotten older, because I'm 28 now, I've, I, I do love to travel, and I'm all about travel, but I've also loved just a slower pace. I've loved having slower mornings, taking nights off. The last two nights I took off by myself, and I just really, like, um, cooked dinner and got in bed and read. I'm just learning that having a good pace is just so beautiful. And I used to be able to just be rushed around all the time and that's great. And all I probably can still do that, but I get like sicker quicker that way. And I just think there's something so important about pace and slowing down and really being intentional with your time and your routine. Um, so I don't know. I think I've just loved slowing down a lot more and really just taking my time of not constantly having to fill my schedule 24 seven. I used to do that a lot and I would just get, I would just get so burned out. Um, so I'd probably say that, um, I would also say, let me just think about like actual products I've been loving. Okay. I just, I had to sit and think for a second of some things I've, I'm loving right now. I'm like, what are some things? Um, so number one, I'm just going to list off some random ones. My roller brush from dry bar freaking love it. Like I, We'll never go back to just straightening my hair with a flat iron ever again. Like, I love my roller brush so much. That's number one. Number two, um, the brand Story, S-T-O-R-I. It's a fitness brand. Love their stuff. I do. This is not even sponsored, but they do give me a promo code that you guys can use. I'm going to just try to find it because if you guys do want to try it out, they give you guys free shipping. So I also still, of course, I love Fabletics. I still use Fabletics. Um, but if you go to story.com and then you use slash Janine and then use Janine at checkout, you guys will get free shipping. Um, that's a brand that I've loved their stuff lately. Like I've been wearing it non freaking stop. You guys can also always check out my like to know it. I have a ton of stuff linked there. And then there's these Amazon shorts that I have now five pairs of them because I love them so freaking much. So if you again, if you check out my like to know it, you'll see those shorts on there. Um, and then also another thing is my loving tan self tanner. I'm using it right now. That's why I look extra tan. Probably love the loving tan self tanner. Absolutely adore it. Love it. Will always be a ride or die in my book. Next random question is, do you still get to surf a ton? If not, do you miss it? And no, I don't get to surf a ton anymore because it's a bummer, but because I moved away and I live in Dallas and there's nowhere to surf here, <laughs> but there is this Waco surf park, uh, an hour and a half away from Dallas. I'm actually going on Monday with a ton of friends. I'm really excited. My first time surfing since Portugal in June. So I'm probably going to be pretty rusty, but I am stoked. And then I'm going surfing in San Diego in September. I'm really excited about that. And then also I'm going on, on a trip to the Maldives. I know it's crazy. Like literally my wildest dreams going to the Maldives with one of my best friends to go on a surf trip there. We're going to be literally living on a boat in the Maldives, jumping up the boat and going surfing. Like I am pumped. Surfing is something I absolutely love. Um, I wouldn't say I'm like literally the most amazing at it, but I freaking love it and I miss it all the time. Next question that I've been getting literally all the time is what is your next step since your roommate is getting married and Maddie is moving out? So I've been getting this 24 seven. Um, I want to chill for a bit. I've talked about this even in my YouTube video, um, but I just want to chill for a bit. I want to just regather my house, restructure, uh, get it cleaned up, declutter, really just get some things in order. I want to have probably a little bit of a season alone and just kind of really process what I want to do. Who I live with too is extremely, extremely important to me. I've just had bad roommate situations in the past and who I live with really changes my mood. It changes a lot of things and I'm the landlord. So I kind of get to decide that a little bit now, which is kind of nice. Um, and I just want to be really prayerful about that. If I do want to live with someone again, if God's like, Hey, I want this for you. I want to be super prayerful about like, God, 
who is the person. So I don't want to just pick someone because I need someone. Like I want to take time, pray about it, really feel like it's from the Lord. Um, so I'm going to chill for the next couple months and just kind of do my thing, um, kind of just restructure my house. I want to have a proper guest room. I want to just get rid of a ton of crap that's in the house and just add some different additions to the house and stuff. So I'll probably just chill for a bit and then be really prayerful about the roommate situation or even just be like, well, do I still want to live here? Like, I don't know. The world is my oyster. I have so many, so many options. And so kind of where I'm at right now. Uh, Raina asked me, when are you decorating for fall? Um, I usually start decorating for fall, like mid September. So stay tuned, but fall is literally my favorite season. Like I, the most favorite season where I just love decorating. So I'll probably start decorating for that mid September, depending on my travels. Okay. Ashley asked me advice on trying to start regularly reading your Bible more. Uh, what is the best book to start on? So yes, I get this question asked all the time. I would always just recommend starting in the New Testament in one of the gospels. So the gospels are Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. Um, personally for me, I loved reading in John. I read uh, the book of John for 21 days. It takes 21 days to form a habit. You read a chapter a day for 21 days, and then you just continue reading the rest of the Bible from there. And so that's what I did is I would recommend starting in the book of John. And I think from there, once you just keep reading, it's a pretty easy read. Yes, as you're reading, you might be confused. You might be like, what is this? Excuse me. What does this mean? There's so many apps I recommend you guys. Like, for example, you can use this one app called Verse by Verse. And you look up the book that you're trying to read and it'll literally explain it to you. So I definitely recommend that. Um, and then just create it a habit. You carve out ahead of time. You plan ahead of time. Like, what am I going to read? So for me, I know, like I said in the beginning, I am going to read every single morning. If for some reason I don't read in the morning, it's going to be before bed. Like I set that up. That is my routine. And even if it's just one chapter, a chapter is still great. It's better than nothing. And just take your time to really like digest what you're reading. Don't just like read and be like, okay, I'm done. Like try to process it, underline, write things down, write down what spoke out to you, what verse stood out to you. Put that on your mirror, memorize it, meditate on it. Um, and so I would recommend just doing that and just picking a book, sticking with it, reading a chapter a day. Okay, uh, Libby said, what are some red flags to look for when dating? And there's a lot. But the thing is, like, everyone on social media is like, red flags, red flags, red flags. Blah, blah. Like, it's like I can't scroll my TikTok without seeing a single person talking about red flags. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is so overdone. But, yes, I understand. Like, there are certain things to look out for. I just feel like there there's so much dating advice out there that it can be kind of confusing. But... For me, a red flag would be like someone that doesn't have any good friends or doesn't have consistency with friends. Um, they jump from friend to friend. They don't really have any best friends they've, they've stayed loyal to. That kind of shows me like there's some sort of inconsistency in that person or insecurity or they don't know how to maintain friendships. That's kind of weird to me. Someone that doesn't really believe in the word of God, doesn't believe in church, that doesn't listen to worship music. Um, I'm going to just listen to how the person speaks. If there's curse words flying out of your mouth, that's a red flag to me. I know for some others that may not be, but uh, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So I'm like, what's sort of in your heart is going to come out of your mouth. And so if I hear you saying some crude, disgusting things coming out of your mouth, I only, I don't even want to know what's in your heart and what you've been looking at and what you're listening to. So that's really important to me as well. I would also say just, uh, like the way they treat like their family, the way they treat their mom, the way they treat waiters. I know everyone always says that, but it does matter. Like how do they treat the people that can literally do nothing for them? Another thing that someone recently mentioned to me. So Jonathan Picluda, he was, I was talking to him recently and he was just like, yeah, you really want to watch like how long has this person consistently been working at a job or been faithfully serving at the church or faithfully serving something at all? Or do they jump from thing to thing because it gets hard or they're inconsistent or they just want the next best thing. So really paying attention to how faithful are they with the things that God's given them with serving with their job, with school, with just anything. Are they constantly looking for the next high, the next rise, the next big thing or can they actually do hard things can they steward the things that god has given them or things that are in front of them that aren't as fun and glamorous and shiny and pretty and financially lucrative can they do the hard things anyway because that is part of life is doing hard things you know you're not going to always get success right off the bat and so looking at that there's so many other podcasts i've made on this you guys can definitely check those out just scroll through my podcast i have a podcast of mistakes uh, to avoid in dating qualities to look for in a partner so definitely check those out Okay, um, the last, I'm going to do just a couple more and then I'm going to end this podcast. But Ashley asked me, what has the Lord been putting on your heart lately? And this is something that I actually posted about on my Instagram recently. And it's, I was talking about how 
Um, unexpected does not mean less than, and I kind of just want to read my whole post to you guys because, um, it's something that I really feel like the Lord put on my heart and it's, it, it is something that I'm like, wait, whoa. So this is what I said. There is this mentality that unexpected means that we're settling and it's somehow less than God's best because it's not what we originally hoped for. But what if the unexpected is better than what we hoped for? God often gives us gifts in the most unexpected ways to show us that there is so much more he has for us beyond our limited human perspective. Unmet expectations lead to disappointment and dissatisfaction in life can happen when God's solutions don't match our expectations. But what if you dropped your self-made timelines and expectations and didn't force things to happen because you didn't trust that God would? Would you let God be God? We never give God a chance to shine because we are too hurried, too impatient, too worried that he won't provide. So we take matters into our own hands and it doesn't usually turn out like we expected. So drop your expectations and your timelines and let God show you his perfect provision as you seek him and wait on him. Just because it's not what you expected doesn't mean it can't still be good. It just may look different or may not look like someone else's and that's okay. Sometimes the unexpected was what you needed all along to show you that you're not in control and he is. He already knows the desires of your heart, but do you trust he will give you it in his perfect timing when the timing is right? So remember that God is in the unexpected. God sometimes gives us what we need and not what we want because what we want is expected, but he knows what we need and how that version is way better than ours. And God put that on my heart just yesterday and I was like, whoa, and I made a whole post about it because... I feel like I always hear people say, especially in dating, like girls would be like, oh yeah, I found the love of my life when I was least expecting it. Or this guy was not what I expected at all. He wasn't like my list at all, but he's better than I expected. And that's where I'm just like, dang God, like who am I to set up these expectations or these these needs? I'm like, God, you need to give me this. Like he's some sort of genie or whatever. I'm like, God, if you don't give me this and I'm going to be dissatisfied, if you don't give me this, then I'm going to be mad. I'm going to throw a little fit. Instead, just asking God, like, God, let me have your expectations. Like, let me drop mine and ask you for yours. And I think there's so many times where God just wants to blow our minds. But because we already have these preconceived ideas or expectations, when we don't get what we want, we're disappointed. When God's like, I didn't even ask for you to have that. Like, you made that up on your own. Like, you're the one that decided that. I didn't decide that. And so we get disappointed because, again, we... God's solutions to what we wanted aren't what we what we would have originally hoped for. And so again, we're left disappointed. And so now I'm kind of like, maybe I should just draw my expectations for a lot of things. Not that I don't want to have goals still and prayers and things that I want to achieve, but just asking God ultimately, Lord, like, would you blow my mind with what you have? Because ultimately what you're going to have is going to be 20 billion times better every single time than what I had originally intended or hoped for. And so letting God blow my mind, letting God be my expectations. And especially when it comes to dating, like I feel like I've always had this type I've gone for. I've always had this particular person and it hasn't worked for me. And so now where I'm at is I just been like, God, rip up the list. Like, yes, I still have qualifications and things I want, but like, God, I want someone that, that you want for me. And it may not be what I originally went for or I originally expected, but I want you to be the one that blows my mind. And you're going to show me ultimately what I need, what is better for me than what I could have ever designed for myself. And that's kind of where I'm at, where I'm like, God, you're in the unexpected. And just because it's not what I expected or what I originally intended for, doesn't mean it still can't be good. And it's not less than, it's not less than God's best because I just believe he is in the unexpected. And you read this all throughout the Bible of like so many things of people thinking it, would, it was going to go one way and it didn't, but then God corrected it and it was way better than they originally hoped for. And that's where I'm just like, man, I'm dropping my expectations and I hope you guys do too. So that's something I feel like the Lord's taught me recently and I'm kind of stoked about it. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to answer maybe one more question, one to two more questions and then that's it. All right, second to last question. What advice would you give to someone who's moving to a city where they don't know anyone? First of all, I'm just going to applaud you. <laughs> because it's scary. I know. It is so terrifying. It's scary. You're alone. You're really having to trust God. You're really having to just have some confidence in yourself. You're taking a leap of faith. You're going to have to rely on faith a ton. 
and it's really scary, but I am just proud of you. That is incredible. I know that's hard. That's challenging, but you can do it and you can do hard things. And my number one encouragement would be is like, I don't know if you're Christian or not. Both are fine, whatever, but I'm going to encourage you to get plugged in at the local church. Even if you're not a believer, just go and say, Hey, I'm new here. I'm scared. I don't know anyone. Do you guys have any resources for me? Do you have a way for me to get connected? Do you have a way for me to find friends? And the church wants to help you. That's what the church is for. It's for providing these resources and being the body of Christ and helping you. I mean, it should be. I know some churches aren't healthy, but that's what it should be. So I would immediately recommend try out a couple churches, find the one that you feel is the best fit, get plugged in. And that is going to be an automatic, like finding friends. Of course, you can find friends in your job, your gym, um, any clubs that you join, sports, whatever. Maybe join a local league if you're into sports or whatever. A volleyball team, a softball team, whatever. Find people that way. You can even try Bumble BFF. I've never done that. And you can also post in my Abide Tribe. So that, again, is my Facebook page for women. Search the Abide Tribe on Facebook and post in there and say, hey, I just moved to Chicago. I'm single, blah, 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 looking for friends. And all the Chicago girls, they'll respond to you and be like, let's meet up. Definitely check that out. It's, again, Abide Tribe. That's another way. That's, like, why I provided that because there's so many people that move and they're lonely and they need friends and community. Post in there. And if you no one responds, post again. But definitely your local body of Christ, your church, should be a really great resource. I'm going to just say go there, keep going, meet people, and be be willing to be a little uncomfortable because that is what it's going to happen. It's going to be very, very uncomfortable moving to the new city, going to the coffee shops, getting dinner by yourself. It's not very fun. I know. I know it's not very fun. But with time, it gets better and you will rock it. I believe in you. But you're going to have to step out of your comfort zone. You're going to have to have a little bit of uncomfortability, um, a little bit of awkwardness, being bold and just saying hi to someone, talking to someone, asking them their name. I mean, for crying out, you might even make friends at your local coffee shop. Just ask people their name. Ask people how their days are going. Get to know people at places you're going regularly and you never know what like that one person could do for you, how they could introduce you to so many other people. So be bold and be willing to even face rejection. But I would recommend definitely for sure those things. And I'm proud of you. That's a hard thing to do, but you got this. Okay, I got asked, um, how do you stay so grounded with all this success around you? And this is a great question. It is hard, um, but I think because I've been on the internet for so long, I've been through the fame and I've done the things and I've met celebrities and been around all the, you know, famous influencers or whatever. And I just feel like, you know, when I was in that season, I wasn't the happiest and I was, it wasn't the most fulfilling. And I was just kind of like, there's gotta be more to life than this. And there is, and and this, the social media stuff just isn't all it's cracked up to be. And it's amazing. Like, don't get me wrong. I love my job to find fulfillment only in this is just, it's fleeting and it's not going to be sustainable. And so the most important thing for me is having people around me that will correct me and humble me and uh, hold me accountable and call me out on my stuff. I think that's the number one thing is like my family, my friends do that. And there's been times where I did get haughty and I was prideful and I was kind of just doing my own thing and I didn't think I needed anyone. And that was a couple of years ago. And the Lord humbled me really, really fast. And so I think the number one thing is just um, really having a good private life with the Lord in just knowing that if God is not my foundation and if I am trying to build a platform upon just myself and I'm trying to elevate myself, like the Bible is so clear about how God will elevate the humble and he will humble the proud. And so I just know like if I get proud or haughty, like God will humble me. And so like, I want to make sure that I'm building a foundation upon Christ and letting him be my, my foundation, what elevates me if I were to be elevated. And so number one, it's just definitely like having alone time with the Lord and getting right with him and knowing that he is my audience of one, because at the end of the day, like I'm going to have to stand before God and I'm going to have to take an account for all the things I've done and all the things I've said. And I want to be able to stand in front of him and him be like, good, good job. Like, well done, my good and faithful servant. That's like all I want is like, I want to finish the race set before me. And so all these other things, like they can be distractions and they can be good things, but I don't want them to ever consume me or um, just change this trajectory that I'm on or uh, brainwash me or just, I don't know. Like there's a word I'm specifically thinking of, but just try to control or manipulate the things that I'm doing because I'm getting um, successful or money or all these things. Like I want to stay humble. I never want people to think I'm better than them. I never want to be too good for someone or be in a room where I'm just like, everyone look at me. Like that's just disgusting and it's gross and I've just seen people do that. And I've seen a lot of influencers just get absolutely wiped by this career. And 
be full of anxiety and depression. And so it just goes to show like it won't sustain you. It won't satisfy you. It won't fulfill you. It's, it's, it can be a good thing, but when you really sit down or you lie your head down at night and you, and you're sitting there, you're like, what is this all for? Like for me, it's for God. It's to share the gospel. And so when I keep that as my, my goal and my vision and my purpose and my plan of like what I'm doing, what I'm doing, that helps keep me grounded. So it's not about, I'm just going to accept this brand deal because it's a quick buck. It's like, no, does this benefit the kingdom or is this something that's good? Or is this something that's aligned with my values and my morals and who God's called me to be? If it's not, then no, even though it could be a quick buck. Um, and so, yeah, definitely just people around me too being like, Hey, nope, that's not it. Call me out. Like we have to have people that are unimpressed with us calling us out and, and keeping us, you know, just accountable to the things because I just, I just think that's so, so, so important. And so definitely would say that for sure. Another question I keep getting is about mentorship and someone just asking me, do I mentor people and do I also have a mentor? How did I find a mentor? So I do have mentors in my life. Um, they're just people from my church. They're uh, women that are just older that I've met through church camps, through church, through um, even just counselors, just always from the local body of church. And then some of them are just for sure God ordained. Uh, mentorship is something I've always prayed for. And it's something I would encourage you guys to pray for God bless me with a mentor. And I think God wants to, and then be willing to be teachable when they correct you or they call you out on stuff. Um, but it's always really been through my local body of Christ, again, my church, and then also counseling. Um, so my last mentor was from my church back in California. And then my current one again is from my church here in Dallas. Um, and then also I do counseling with better help. So I've done that. I wouldn't necessarily call that a mentor, but someone that just helps process things with me. And then there's just been people that are just older and wiser that I've just known that I'll just reach out to them. I'll be like, Hey, can I seek advice from you? Can I seek counsel from you? Can I ask you a question and not being afraid to just be bold and step out and just ask people for that. So if you know someone that's older or wiser, they have a healthy marriage or a healthy business plan or whatever, and you want to know something about that, don't be afraid. Be like, Hey, do you mind if I just ask you for like 20, 30 minutes of your time? Could I jump on the call? Could I buy you coffee and ask you something? Um, and just letting them bless you or even asking someone like, would you be willing to mentor me? I remember asking this really well-known person if they would mentor me. And she said no. And that was okay because she didn't have time or the space for it. But I was willing to be rejected because I valued her as a person. And so be bold, pray for it, but also just know that it can happen naturally as you are just in your church serving and women or men, whoever can be speaking over you. And then maybe eventually it just naturally flows where they ask like, Hey, can I pour into you? Or you can even ask them, Hey, can you pour into me? Um, but regarding, do I mentor? That is something I want to do. I've been looking into leading a small group here soon, um, in Dallas. And it's something that I want to keep small because I try to, I'm trying to realize that everything I do is so public. It's so online. And I, I value that a lot, but also there's something so important about doing something locally and small where I'm not getting accolades. No one's affirming me. No one's commenting like, yes, Janine, you go sis. Like serving my time. I'm not getting paid for it. I'm not getting accolades, appraises, affirmations or nothing. Like I'm just solely serving girls. And that's really what I want to do. That's what I'm trying to enter into this next season. Um, but the last couple of months I have been mentoring this one girl that I met. Um, she was going through a breakup and so I was just trying to help her and guide her and we would meet and call her and all the things. So that was a girl I was mentoring. People ask me all the time, can you mentor me? Can you mentor me? Can you mentor me? And I'm so honored, like seriously, so, so honor that people want me to mentor them. But with my time constraints and everything I'm going through right now, it's just not something I have time for right now. I have looked into doing mentorship programs like a Patreon or whatever, um, to where people can kind of pay for that or whatever. Um, because it is something that takes a ton of time and it's something that I couldn't do for everyone just simply could not, but it is something I've 100% considered. I'm looking into doing, I think Hopefully if life were to get crazy, it is something I'd want to do, but I do think it's important for me first to do that locally in my city, locally with other girls here in my church, or just that, um, I know, and then figure out that with social media wise. Cause again, I could be doing so many things, but there's only 24 hours in my day and I need to be conscious of that with my friends and bouncing family and travel and work and just potential dating and stuff like that. And so I just need to make sure I'm balancing my time well. So what I like to mentor 100%, I, that's always been a heart and a passion of mine. Um, I just don't know if I fully have the time for that online right now. All right. The last thing, and I'm going to close out is someone asked me, 
What is a recent awkward, embarrassing moment? <laughs> I had to really sit on this one. And I haven't really had like a crazy embarrassing one. Because honestly, like I don't really get that embarrassed. Like I'm kind of just like, it is what it is. Like, yeah, I messed up. I'm stupid, whatever. Like I just kind of like rolled the punches. But this past weekend when I was in Florida speaking, um, I had a solo speaking engagement. So I was on the stage by myself. And I was really nervous. Like before I went up there, my heart was pounding. I was super anxious. I kept getting that nervous pee and I was just like sweating. I was like, what is wrong with me? So I get on the stage and normally when I'm nervous, I'm just talking a million miles per hour. And in the beginning of the speaking engagement, I did two things that I thought were kind of embarrassing. I went up there and I was talking about something specific. And I talked about how, when you get nervous, you have nervous pee. And I was like, anyone else, anyone else have nervous pee? I was like, I just had it before I got on stage. And I just like, right after I said it, I was like, you stupid idiot. Like, why did you say that? Like, I felt dumb. And then like people chuckled and I was like, okay, good. Like I got to laugh. Yay. But I just felt really embarrassed. And then I was still really nervous. And so I was just talking like so dang fast, like kind of like I do in my podcast sometimes. And I was trying to say, um, this one phrase that, um, I think I was trying to say this one phrase, like in my speaking engagement, I wanted my dad to look at me and say, job well done. And so I was trying to say this sentence in front of all these freaking people. Everyone's, everyone's eyeballs are on me. And I was just like this. I wanted my, my, and then I literally like paused and was like, whoa, (laughs) I don't know what that was. Sorry. And I just felt so stupid (laughs) and everyone just stared and was just like snickering in the audience. And I was like, stupid 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 like I just felt dumb and then I was like Janine you got this just move on pretend it never happened but I replayed the speaking engagement because I re-listened to it afterwards I was like idiot like I just felt stupid and so it sounded dumb I looked dumb but you know what that's life who cares no one's gonna remember that but I did feel pretty embarrassed at that moment so that was my most recent awkward embarrassing moment um but you know what It is what it is. You got to just be able to roll with the punches, like I said, and just know that, you know, who cares? No one's going to remember that. And it's not the end of the world if you do that. So anyway, but anyways, you guys, that is today's episode. Just answering a ton of random questions, um, spilling some tea, giving some thoughts. And I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. I love just being being able to just sit down and chat with you guys and just hang out because I think those are fun. Um, I know a lot of mine are very like topical and so I speak on specific things, but sometimes it's fun just to like get to answer any questions that you guys might have. Um, And then before we close out today's episode, I did want to shout out another monthly donator to my monthly donators list on, on Anchor. If you guys don't know, you can donate monthly to this podcast, which would be so sweet. Thank you guys so much. Like I keep saying, I'm trying to decide like if I want to create a studio in my own house or get a separate studio, but partially I kind of want to get a separate one. So that money, I, I'm saving that up to apply to a studio one day so I can actually have like a really nice high production studio. So thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for donating. And thank you to this new monthly donator, Cindy Maria, thank you so much. She's donating to my podcast monthly now, and that means the world to me. If you guys want to do that, the link is down below. Absolutely no pressure ever, 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 but it's super sweet when you guys do that. So thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you guys enjoy just hanging out with me. I love just just getting to touch base with y'all. This is the point of the episode where my brain starts to get fried and I'm starting to slur my words, which means I probably need to go. Um, Again, there is some merch available. Merch will all be shipped out soon. Actually, you guys should be getting your merch actually by now. By the time this episode is up, some of y'all should already have your merch in hand, which I'm really excited um, because we already shipped out the merch today. So I'm super pumped. So I'm filming this on the 11th and it should be shipped out today to you guys. So yay. When you get it, please tag me, tag Happy and Healthy. And we want to repost you guys. We want to post you guys on the feed. So please tag us. And thank you guys again so much for purchasing the merch. Anyway, I got a flight to catch. Love y'all so much. Until then, uh, what am I even saying? See, my brain's getting fried. Stay happy and healthy, you guys. And I'll see you next Tuesday. Bye, y'all.